0: how's it going everyone welcome to the gauntlet of gaming where these hands are ready to e for everyone my name is malik uh francis and i'm santiago and today we're here to talk about pretty much our check-in uh we are going into august which means that we're getting a little bit closer to the end of our summer games reveal season normally we would call this e3 season but covid and e3's issues and whatnot therefore it no longer exists so Everyone's kind of been having their own showcase of games and updates and things like that that have been happening We've been watching reacting to a few of them And it's time for us to kind of just do a check-in see what's been some good some bad So today we're gonna be covering some highlights and some disappointments from this season of summer game reveals But before we get into that, of course, we have to do the normal plug. You know where we are We're on Facebook YouTube Instagram Spotify. We're probably in your backyard if you look hard enough. We're everywhere the only place I'm coming you... for your milkshakes. Oh no! I'm at your window. Oh no, guys, <laughs> stop! No. <laughs> First of all, let them have their milkshakes. Second of all, get away from the window. Glass is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, on on every platform, we are the Gauntlet of Gaming. The only place you can't find us is on Twitter because we are the Gauntlet with a four instead of an A. I keep giving the spiel. I'm not going to give it again. Uh, you know what? I think after I publish the podcast, I'm gonna see if I can get that changed. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can change that. But anyways, uh, we also don't forget we have shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, it's I mean we can't really go anywhere, so there's no real reason to rep your stuff. So don't, I mean, don't worry about it. It's not like we make profit from it, anyways. But anyways, going into today's question of the day, what are some highlights and disappointments that you've kind of come across when it came to this season of? you know summer game reveals from playstation microsoft or i should say sony microsoft uh from the pc stuff uh maybe even google stadia i don't know who talks about stadia anymore but you know what are some highlights and what are some disappointments we're curious to hear if you're on youtube let us know in the comments down below and if you're listening on spotify or any other audio based application uh let us know on instagram you know hit us up tell us what you've got. So. The way that we're going to do this is we're going to go person to person. We're going to let each person talk about both their highlights that they have and their disappointments and kind of just go into why, you know, like why why do you feel that way? Uh this might be a shorter podcast, shorter than we normally do, mostly because it's not like we're talking in depth about everything. It's mostly just a check-in on what have we been liking and what are we not liking and maybe at the end I'll even ask, you know, what are you still hoping for? Since we still do have August, we have time. But yeah, with that being said, uh, no more distractions. Francis, what are your highlights and disappointments from this season of Summer Game Reveals?
1: <clears throat> okay, so... Well, obviously the first one would be Horizon Forbidden West.
0: Because, of course, you know, I do sense. I don't understand. Yeah. Tell me why. Because... <laughs> <laughs> well let me ask like this way for people who don't know you and your relationship with horizon like why is that such a big deal for you
1: um, well okay uh, starting from the beginning it was a game i was just curious about you know i didn't know what i was getting into and then i played the game and i thought it was fun you know giant robot machines that you get to hunt and like it's it's a beautiful game like it's even talked about as you know aesthetically pleasing and then ghost of tsushima came along (laughs) and then now looking at the ghost of tsushima photo mode i'm curious how forbidden west will um, compete i guess and also, I mean, rumor has it, the, that map is like five times bigger. I think I talked about that before, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's in San Francisco. Mm.
0: <laughs> and is that the only like major highlight that really uh, just jumped uh, out at you this season? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. What about <coughs> disappointments, then? What, you know, what, were, what were some things that you oh, really... Oh, wait. Oh, what's up?
1: Oh, wait. Uh, well, that was sort of my first highlight.
0: Oh, you have more. Oh, tell me more, uh, please. Sort of. Well, I
1: mean, oh my. Well, they're they're really short. So,
0: Spider Man. Of course. Yeah, naturally.
1: It, it's it's Spider Man.
0: <laughs> it's can, just, it's more what we love.
1: Happy? And then and then, uh, oh wait, no, this one sort of goes with disappointments, huh? Sort of. So, gods and monsters. I mean, nothing was said. So.
0: <laughs> i don't know i'm not gonna stay. <laughs> i
1: don't know uh, and yeah i don't know i'm just gonna wait mm-hmm. i'll wait it out
0: just be patient with and, it yeah mm-hmm.
1: i mean in, t- in terms of everything else though it's not like i really look forward to it i mm-hmm. guess
0: so i just don't think much of it okay i mean hopefully it doesn't go the route of scalebound where we don't hear anything for a while and i don't know where you find out it's canceled Oh
2: gosh, I felt bad. I was I was excited for Scalebound too.
0: Which, uh, I mean it's not gauntlet of gaming content, but if y'all really want to watch some good content about like how games that get canceled or have really botched releases, you like want to hear the breakdown of it. Matt McMuscles does a really great breakdown of a lot of those games, and he actually did a video on Scalebound, and I actually think you guys should check it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll have Interesting. to. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to plug his channel in our uh, in our personal chat. But yeah, no, I mean even to the audience, like if you ever if you're ever looking for content about like, because I mean Matt McMuscles is the king of talking about disappointments <laughs> when it comes to gaming, uh, and Scalebound was one of them. So yeah, but didn't mean to interrupt you, Francis. What else were you saying? Oh
1: no, that's cool. Yeah,
0: I mean that was actually kind of it. Oh okay yeah it was that short for me yeah and you know what and that's kind of that's just how it is uh this season i would say if i had to describe the season of summer when it comes to game reveals i would say it's been meh and so i feel like for people i mean unless you're like a big youtube channel that's trying to like pad out your video uh when it comes to talking about the reveals personally when you're talking about your personal feelings it's I feel like it's going to be pretty short for a lot of people. Unless you're really dedicated to talking about every single video game that you saw. But it'd it be like that sometimes. Alright, so going from mm-hmm. Francis, I actually want to go to Santi and ask you, what, what are some highlights and some disappointments that you've personally experienced throughout this season of Summer Game Reveals?
2: So the first highlight would be Spider-Man Miles Morales, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um that's really hype. This is my second highlight, which is really like really personally hype for me, like just completely blew my mind, that got announced three days ago by <laughs> Team Reptile. And it's called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. So for those of you who don't know, you may or may not have heard of a little game called Jet Set Radio. And uh specifically I played Jet Set Radio Future on the original Xbox when I was growing up and this this announcement matters a lot to me because like like in like retrospect i see how like how much of an influence jet set radio had on me growing up especially when it comes to like some of my personal aesthetics and like especially my taste in music like it's had a huge influence on me influence on me and so i've been like i've been really excited i've been listening to like the jet set radio feature soundtrack a lot recently i've been binging all those songs um <sighs> It's just i love it that game is like for me it's it's a personal classic and so everybody and it's a sega property it's a sega ip and anything that's not like sonic and like persona and yakuza just gets completely neglected so team reptile the developers behind bomb Rush cyberpunk was like fine we'll do it ourselves <laughs> they went they went all thanos and so <laughs> And so instead of skates, right, it, it's part, it looks like it's parkour. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like a, like a jet pack booster kind of thing on their backs. And then like, but like just from like the 11 second teaser trailer, they dropped like the music, the visuals, the style, they've like com- they, they perfectly captured the spirit and essence of what Jet Set Radio was. And I'm, I'm super excited for it. And like, like, like it looks so good. They even got the original composer for the music from Jet Set Radio, Hideki Naganuma. I'm unbelievably excited, and I cannot wait for this game to come out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, honestly, as soon as I, cause at first I saw, like, people talking about it, and I thought they were just memeing. Like, I was just like, "What what are people talking about? Oh, if Sega's not gonna make, you know, the remake of Jet Set Radio, then fine. We'll do it ourselves. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, what's with the meme? Like, where did all of this jet set hype come from out of nowhere? And then I finally watched the video and I was like, oh my god, Santi, oh my god, Santi, oh my god, Santi, Santi, Santi. <laughs> like I was just like, whoa, this is actually happening. Um so I'm like,
2: I'm 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 so excited. Like it looks it looks so good. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> it looks so good. You, the music, would... the music they have in the trailer is just oh my gosh, it's like spot on.
0: Now, the question is, is would you say it's a sploosh moment? It was, absolutely. Like, beyond (laughs) sploosh. Oh, that's great.
2: Like, I I didn't think I'd ever get anything like this. So, I'm just like, I'm
0: tearing up. Dude, like I said, I said this before. I'll say it again. If Bleach can come back in 2021, anything is possible. That is my saying for 2020 now. If Bleach can like get, if, if Bleach can come back anything is possible. If there's like if there's going to be like like an ultimate edition for like a pre-order,
2: you best know I'm getting it. You're going to pay
0: all $90 of it. <laughs> they can they can have all my money. They take all my money. <laughs> Just give me this game. You have to pay for like specific song DLCs so that way yeah, you can have fine. certain songs in there. Santi's just like take it
2: oh my gosh if and if, if, can if they license some of the original music from jet set radio and add it as dlc i will give them all my
0: money could they even do that though since sega would own the rights like partially it's own like, the rights they as long as they license it because like one of the reasons why sega
2: doesn't want to remake jet set radio is because of the licensing for the music
0: yeah okay i could see that then Cause like if you if you listen to
2: like to any of the Jet Set Radio music, there's like a lot of samples, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that needs to be relicensed and copyrighted, yeah. and it's like I it just just doesn't want to do it because it's as great way. of a
0: game Jet Set Radio Future is, mm-hmm. it has a very small like cult following. Yeah, and I feel like that was kind of the same deal with Tony Hawk Pro Skate. You know, with the whole Pro Skater franchise. Now mm-hmm. there was a lot of that licensed music, and you know, just the question of do you want to take the risk. And potentially not get the return. So I could see it. It makes sense. So, like, I get why Sega's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of money
2: that they probably won't recoup. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited for this. Bomber, um, Cyberpunk, check it out. Team mm-hmm. Reptile, you have my money.
0: So I'm curious. As for this, you're about to get into your disappointments, but I seem to recall a certain hype moment that popped up that made you lose your mind and i don't know if you remember having this hype moment can you think of what i'm talking
2: about uh it was for spider-man miles morales
0: oh there was another one <laughs> do you remember oh,
2: that's right that's right <laughs> i remember now how could i forget this odd world there you go oh, old storm. <laughs> there you how go how could i forget because i haven't seen anything on it there hasn't been anything more any more info on it yeah so right that's, that's one thing there's there's another game that was super influential on me that I like. I played. I watched my dad play. Uh, Munch's Odyssey. That has a really long game. Uh, so there's something else I'm really high for. Like mm-hmm. I, it looks so clean. That's that's the thing I'm high for. <laughs>
0: um, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure each of us had like an individual game that blew our minds, and I was just like. I know Stanty cannot go through this podcast without mentioning the one game that made him lose his mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I got so caught up in the hype. Hmm. <laughs> bomb Rush Cyberpunk. <laughs> Everything else is
2: like doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I spent so many hours just like because like part of the reason like why one of the. One of the many reasons why I love Just already Radio Future is like the whole, the whole tagging and the graffiti, mm-hmm. and the, and they let you make your own graffiti in the game. You could completely they, they give you complete freedom to make your own graffiti, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Granted, I was I sucked at it, <laughs> but the fact <laughs> that I had creative freedom over what I wanted to tag on the walls of around the city of Japan, cities in Japan, was amazing. I spent I put so much time to that game growing up. I love it. <laughs> That's now it's for disappointments
0: oh yeah disappointments, <laughs> the areas of opportunity
2: uh, <laughs> uh the i have two the first one is i'm not necessarily disappointed with the game mm-hmm. but i'm disappointed with what they've shown and s- that's godfall
0: oh yes thank you someone mentioned it unfortunately <laughs> Uh-huh.
2: cuz when when they when they showed it at, what was it, at the at the video game awards like a year ago now mm-hmm. this past video game awards it was really cool it was like a, it was a slasher looter and like that's never really been like done spectacularly so far i would say i guess warframes probably the closest to it but also warframes kind of hard for me to really get back into yeah so, but and just like the trailer they had for it, just like the music, it just it just didn't fit. They didn't show any of the loot. They didn't really show any gameplay, and there's hasn't been much on it. And what they have shown you know, has just been kind of like, eh. Mhm. Uh, so I was kind of like giving back my height. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. Now the other one, and this is going to be a little controversial. So don't don't pick up your torches and pitchforks quite
0: yet. He prepares to is, pick uh, up torches and pitchforks. Is a uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Wait, yeah. why? Now, now, don't get me wrong, it looks really clean. Uh huh.
2: But it, it's a disappointment for me because it, it's, it's, it's just not what I wanted from a new Star Wars game. Yeah. It feels like EA's not listening to the fan base. Like, it feels like the fan base is like, we want the next Kodor! Give us I... another Kodor! and then it's just like oh here's some super limited space fighting yeah from what they've shown like and, it, and it's stuck in first person forget about it i can't i can't do space i can't do any kind of like flying combat in first person
0: mm-hmm. um i'd have to argue against your point though about not listening to the fans because i think squadron is exactly what the fans have been asking for like star wars really, really know we know we're star wars fans that star wars is a very divided property There is no one desire from Star Wars. You have people who, like, for the movies, for instance, just want them to go in the future. And then you have good fans uh, (laughs) who want to do Old Republic, who want to do some Knights of the Old Republic uh, era films, you know, make that stuff canon. And games, when it comes to Star Wars games, it's the same way. You have people who they're like, screw it, just make the next Battlefront. You have people who are like, screw it, make the next single player experience. And there's a big audience that really wanted a new squadron game because I forget if there was something squadron was the original game. And I know there's a lot of people who are going to kill me for not knowing the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not even gonna try to butcher to figure out what the name was, but yeah, there was a, there was a squadron game for star Wars and it was one of the most underrated uh, games. It was one of the most underrated gems that so many video game star Wars fans talk about and yeah dude that's why like when they finally revealed and they showed kind of gameplay i guess it's hard to really tell unless they outright you know play a demo but it it
2: felt like game some gameplay mixed in with a lot of like cinematic stuff yeah
0: kind of like the with the original avengers trailer where it felt like cinematic gameplay and not playable gameplay um yeah
2: like there wasn't there wasn't a ui there was no yeah
0: and so that's just like what's up it's, like,
2: and, and for me, it's, okay, I guess more, not just, like, the fan base, but it's a disappointment for me because I just, I really want another Star Wars RPG. Yeah. Be it, like, another Kodor or something with, like, you know, you play as your own kind of Mandalorian. mm mm-hmm. Something like that. I think it'd be really cool, and I feel like they're just missing out on an opportunity there.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Espe-
2: especially yeah. with how well the Mandalorian series did on Disney+. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, I would say, like, yeah, maybe it's a personal, like, I mean, everyone has personal feelings. Our entire podcast is about personal feelings. Um, and honestly, I think that I, I would agree that with the hype of what's been happening with the Mandalorian, they should have done something more like commandos, but with bounty hunters or they did I mean, there literally was a star Wars bounty hunters, just do another version of that, but better, you know, with an actual, the Mandalorian. with make your own Mandalorian, you know, there's so much potential. I think that's the thing. And I think that's why I kind of also agree with you that it's kind of disappointing is that star Wars has so much potential and the next star wars game we're getting limits the potential because battle i mean if you want to play as squads so you could do that in battlefront but for someone there's always like i would say categories in star wars right like whether it's the games or the movies you have the people who are a fan of the uh, religious aspect of the force jedi sith things like that you have people who don't care about that and they care more about the clones you have people who don't care about that and they care about the bounty hunters like everyone has a category that they care about and i feel like star wars in the video game realm needs to give us something that lets you experience a little bit of what you love in the game and i yeah like a kotor remake i mean we've been talking about this since before we did the kotor playthrough uh i feel like that would have like, been appropriate
2: and like it, don't get me wrong it looks really cool looks really fun but like a, yeah. a real big deal break for me is if there's no third person
0: i agree with that as well Yeah, because they
2: didn't show any third person and anything they showed for it, there was no third person, not once. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I, I I can't do space combat in first person. Agreed. It's just, it's just not it for me, Chief. And so, if if there's if there's no third person, that's 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 a deal breaker.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this either during our stream yesterday, or we talked about this another time but i was talking I think to it might about... have been yesterday when when you were talking about how more more
2: like developers need to have be able to switch between first person and third person. precisely
0: yeah uh, and we were talking about how it, we're getting into a time now where people or maybe it was just you and i on the phone that could have been it too um <laughs> but we were talking about how we're getting into a realm now where a lot of audience are starting to show that they don't want to be stuck in first person anymore because now we have a we have technology that allows us to flesh out these characters better so we don't have to put ourselves in those characters shoes we want to see the character we're playing as and specifically for flight combat i'm with you there uh first person flight combat is jar ring i can't do it it's impossible and like i, I also want to see the ship i'm flying because like what's the point of having a
2: cool ship if you can't look at it
0: yeah exactly i mean heck we live in, in- I mean, yeah, we live in first-person view as regular people, but that's what mirrors are for. We at least get to look in the mirror. I can't look at my character unless it's a cutscene. Yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, it's kind of a reason why I'm not too keen on Cyberpunk 2077, but that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, what else? You, what, uh, you got any other major disappointments? Um, That's it, really. Not, like,
2: at all my, like, of course I have plenty of disappointments, but for me, they're just not really worth talking about.
0: Okay. I got you. Um, and I realize cause pre, uh, pre podcast, we said that we were focusing primarily on games and I realized that I might've accidentally said that and that excluded talking about consoles. And I, I apologize for that. Um, because I'll bring that, I'm going to talk about consoles during my disappointments, but First, let me let me get to my highlights. So I think it's a, a amazing and it's a beautiful thing that all three of us have the same highlight, and that's Spider Man Miles Morales. Like Spider Man, it's it's not even just that it's Spider Man. It's the fact that it's exactly this is an example of a developer listening to the fans and knowing exactly what to do. The they know that people are falling in love with the newer Miles Morales. I'm not gonna say they. F- fall in love with miles morales in general because well where were y'all we at when the comic came out but the thing is miles morales is becoming a really big character and not really as spider-man but as miles morales what he has to go through what he endures to the point where a lot of people are arguing that the mcu spider-man the tom holland spider-man is pretty much just a riff on miles morales without being miles and the thing for me is it's just like I'm not, a, I've said this many times, I'm not a big Spider-Man fan, I honestly not, but Miles Morales, somehow, I just fell in love with him as a character, from how he looks with his suit, from the powers that he has, and overall, just from his interaction with the original Peter Parker, and up until, you know, Peter dies, rest in peace, um, and it's just like, after playing through the first Spider-Man game and just feeling how emotional it was, especially towards the end, I was oh, just man. like, "Oh man, I
2: didn't even like." I don't know if you. I think did you? How did you play Spider-Man, Francis? Yep. Like I haven't played it, and just watching Malik stream it, I was like, "I'm too invested in this link. You better not. You better not die without me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like,
2: like I got, I got super invested just from watching you play it, mm-hmm. and like, oh, like. And to be able to play as Miles Morales, like...
0: Right. And the thing is, like, with with playing as Miles Morales, there's a lot of questions now. Because when you played as Peter Parker in 2018 Spider-Man, you, you know, you had all these costumes and stuff like that that were a callback and legacy of the character. And one of the things I told myself was, if they don't have a Miles Morales suit, they need to make a game. And then they did. But the first thing that came to my head was, so... Are they going to be able to do the same thing with the suits and callbacks? Because Miles Morales doesn't really have that many suits to pull from, honestly. So- he doesn't. I think I think what they could do instead
2: is pull suits and just make them look like, wear suits from, like, the the Spider-Verse. Because, like, mm-hmm. how cool would it be to have, like, uh, the, the Night Spider
0: outfit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm interested to see, you know, different ideas of how they play with that uh, and whatnot. But it's it's super exciting. I'm super excited for the game. I wasn't expecting to fall in love with 2018's Spider Man is sh- the way that I did. Like, it was, aside from Assassin's Creed 2, the first game I've platinumed in a long time. Like, I actually went out of my way to platinum it. And I would I mean, think technically it's the first game I've platinumed with gamer paradox as my account so it's like that's that shows you something like that tells you a lot i didn't platinum it because it's a marvel game i platinumed it because it was a really great game so it's, it's
2: especially peter's relationship with with uh auto like, almost even definitely. though every, everybody know like he's gonna be duck Og seeing seeing how he got to that point mm-hmm. and how he just like spiraled was like heartbreaking.
0: yeah and i think for me what makes it such a highlight is the way that they established the relationship with characters in that game was phenomenal. And I'm curious to see how they carry it over into Moz Morales, because my theory came true. I mean, it's not really a theory as it is more just pulling from source material. But the theory of what happens to Harry and what's happening to Norman and all these other things of what's going to potentially happen in the second game, it's it's setting me up to question, you know, what's going to happen? It may be exactly what I think is going to happen, but is it going to... I'm Francis and I talked about this actually when we were playing Monster Hunter before uh, you and John hopped in, and it was the idea of what makes me personally sad when I play a game. And I said that for me, what personally makes me sad is when I predict that something bad is going to happen, and I have to watch it actually happen. So, I'm curious if Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to get me all emotional, but... We'll just have to wait and see, because that comes out this year, right? It's supposed to come out the yeah, holiday this it's year. it's supposed to come out in December. It's a launch title. So I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to celebrate Christmas with tears. <laughs> uh, Man, especially especially if they like kill off Peter. Oh no! You know they're I'm gonna not have gonna to be okay. You know they're gonna I'm have to not gonna to. be okay. Uh, I'm calling it here. You're hearing it here first. My prediction is that Harry is gonna become the Venom and kill Peter. And then Harry's going to have this emotional breakdown, and Miles is going to see it from a distance, and Miles is going to have to deal with killing Peter's friend, who also ended up being his killer. Or, mm. or they bring in Aaron Davis Ooh, as the Prowler. That would and, be good. And,
2: and Miles has to watch the Prowler kill Peter.
0: That would be interesting, too. Dude, there's so much potential I, for this I, I feel
2: like I feel like that would be more... More emotional on a personal level for miles. Yeah. Watching his uncle kill his, like, best friend and mentor.
0: Exactly. You know, the person who he went to after his father died, killing the person he went to after his father died. Yeah. It'd be very interesting. Uh, But we could talk about Spider-Man literally all day. We could have an entire podcast just talking about Spider-Man in Marvel video games. But uh, I actually have two other highlights. One of them uh, kind of just being... It's a highlight, but it's not like I'm going to talk too much about it. And that's Watchdog Legions. Or Watch Dogs Legion doesn't matter. Uh, it's a game that I was hyped for ever since they first showcased what the concept for it was, and it kind it, of so required.
2: is is it like like in a Watch Dogs like MMO kind of thing? Is no, that what going for? no,
0: it's still single player. So you know how one of the favorite things I love from Assassin's Creed was how in Brotherhood you can recruit assassins and things like that. Mm-hmm. So in this game, you can recruit hackers to join your crew they get to join the the hacker team and the thing about it is it could be any npc in the world they say i'm curious to see how this works yeah i'm curious to see how this works but they say that it can be any npc in the world and they showed off gameplay that like each npc and i mean you can you can recruit any npc but i'm positive that every one of them has kind of like a a job class assigned to them so like say there's Ten, maybe that's too much maybe there's eight classes right of what type of citizen you are then you can recruit them and they do certain things based around that type Uh, so it's interesting they haven't really fleshed that out as much but I'm curious to just experiment with it myself um but yeah it's it was amazing like they showed you you could have like of course the old lady everyone calls out how you can recruit an old lady to be a hacker you have the young you know you got the young street punk you could have a barista you were even the bad guys in the game you can recruit like people from the enemy side of the team to be on your squad to be a part of your team and they get like special infiltration tools and things like that it's amazing the amount of freedom they have for you to recruit people and i love that i one of my favorite things in video games aside from character creation is being able to recruit a squad and play differently based off of the squad that you have it's what made me love brotherhood so much was being able to play with a team that I could walk in the city and just call on them and do stuff so yeah watchdogs legions I'm really hyped for I really liked uh, watch dogs 2. I wasn't as hooked by watchdogs one but I really. Do you like I need two. to play
2: Watch Dogs 1 to play Watch Dogs 2, or can I just play Watch Dogs?
0: You could just play Watch Dogs 2. You really just play Watchdogs 1 to get context for a lot of things. But Watch Dogs 2 is perfectly fine by itself, honestly. In fact, you'll probably have more fun with two if you don't play one because there's a tonal shift between the first game and the second game. I feel like the no, tone I of I, even looking when they from
2: the comparing the trailers for Watch Dogs One and Watch Dogs Two, I was mm-hmm. like whoa this feels way different suddenly you're like a a man out for like revenge basically to Mm -hmm. like some hipster doing this for for the lols.
0: yeah exactly and i feel like they're carrying they realize that that's the vibe they need to carry because for everyone it was like okay so this is basically just hacker assassins creed like it was too serious i think and they realized that having fun with hacking is what people enjoy about playing the game so watchdogs legion carries that same kind of you know tongue-in-cheek kind of fun and i really like that i i really like being able to come to a game that has a lot of like awkward humor and stuff like that and doesn't necessarily have to always be super serious they can have serious moments but you know we already live in a serious enough world i don't want to keep playing super serious enough games except for ghost of tsushima that's my one exception um but yeah so i'm super high i'm super hyped for it super excited uh, and the most recent thing that got into my hype train, and I'll try not to talk too much about it, because I don't want to make this an hour-long podcast of me just ranting about how much I'm loving this, and that's Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Um, they managed to basically pull a Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, with... Fantasy Star Online Two, and if you're listening and you don't know what PSO Two is or Fantasy Star Online Two, basically, anime the MMO. That's that's all I can say. It's anime the MMO, and you can have a mecha waifu. It yeah, dude. Literally, it is the one. At, first of all, did you say waifu? All right, no, don't yeah, worry. Don't. don't worry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enter waifu destroyer mode today. Not today. Um, <laughs> I made a dark elf waifu, so oh gosh. <laughs> but something's not wrong. Like. I made a mecha female character. And normally I don't play... Like, I play mecha characters, but the mecha male characters, they're called cast. So the cast male just felt too Evangelion for me. It felt way too generic mecha. And the, 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 females... the cast males feel like generic Gundam. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They're like a cross of Gundam, potentially Evangelion. And it was like, I'm not here for that. But then you look at the females and they're actually like mechanoid human or humanoid mechs and I was just like that's what I play for that's the anime I remember so yeah it actually made me play out of my comfort zone when it comes to playing as characters but uh that aside the fact that it's just it's nice to be able to play a game that has that anime aesthetic that isn't it doesn't feel so you know fan servicey like most anime games that people play You know it felt like it was still able to carry a serious tone and the gameplay was just a lot of fun the special abilities are a lot of fun the fact that unlike something like final fantasy 14 you can start off the game with a starter class in the tutorial and then immediately it opens you up to play whatever class you want to experiment with have fun good luck don't die suck less like it's just so much fun and i just oh gosh i don't want to rant too much but the fact that they, A, made it look so good. New Genesis looks so good. It looks good. It still carries that same upbeat Fantasy Star Online music. And the character creation? Holy crap. The, the amount of additional Did stuff. Did they revamp it? They, man, revamp, I think, is too small of a word. For how really? much they've increased the quality of the character creation. Because Fantasy Star Online 2 is a pretty old game. Like, I want to say it's been eight... Y- was it eight years since it came out? Yeah, I want to say it's been eight it's years. It's been eight. So, we're playing an eight-year-old game in 2020. And, yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, dude. Holy crap. The way that they fixed the the character creation. And not, even, not only that, the fact that they're not getting rid of the old... Fantasy Star Online 2. The thing about it is they're working with conjunction with one another. Your character can be played on PSO2 and New Genesis. Back and forth. You can just carry it back and forth. Of course, things like level and money and things like that. Like, certain things don't cross over. But your character's abilities, their looks, and stuff like that progress back and forth. And it's just... Yeah, dude. PSO2, New Genesis. It's basically Monster Hunter World. But... For Fantasy Star Online, uh, and I'm I'm all about that. I'm so hyped, so hyped, especially because of the fact that Final Fantasy 14 is an it's an amazing MMO. It's fantastic. It's my favorite MMO of all time. But I can't do subscriptions, and we said this many times on our podcast. The subscription we, service. We, I, I say this every
2: time. The fact that you have to pay full price for the base game, and then the DLC,
0: and then an additional sixty dollars a month.
2: Mm-mm.
0: yeah I don't got that kind of money it, uh, it don't it, 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 it don't work for me Chief. I can't do it I financially just can't do it so for for Pso2 to be free to play dude yes uh and I know like I I recently just said that I can't play endless games I have to play a game that you know has an end and for a lot of MMOs they do you know they have a story end and then there's like end game content that you can do. But for me, it's like for PSO, PSO2, I think is what Warframe was to me. It's that free to play open game that allows me to just play around, upgrade my character and see as my character gets stronger and progress further. And honestly, I feel like Warframe could still be that game for me. But I need to see something spectacular come from Digital Extremes. But I ain't here to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, those are my highlights. Those are the things that got me hyped. As for my disappointments, they're kind of quicker because they're more to the point and everyone pretty much understands these. Because what I'm about to say, one of them already has been said. And the other one, like, people pretty much agree and understand. So, the first thing I'm going to just get out the way, because Santi, you brought it up. And that's Godfall. Yeah, dude, Godfall was yeah. one of the biggest disappointments for me. And, and to disappoint is for me to anticipate something great and to get something that's not great. So... At first, I was like, "Do I want to put bug snacks on my disappointment list?" But then I was like, "No," because it's not something I was anticipating. It doesn't matter to me, but Godfall mattered to me. In fact, I was so Actually, ready. Actually, it was such trash. It, it and you, you know what the thing is? It wasn't how it looked. It was all about how it sounded. It was mm-hmm. just how it sounded. It sound it sounded like i mean granted yeah we just talked about how i'm glad to have games that have goofiness to it but godfall doesn't look like the game that's going to be goofy it looks like the game that's going to be serious and i was like i'm hyped and then looter slasher i'm even more hyped i i love blades everyone knows i prefer swords over guns any day so i'm like yeah everything is here for and then the armors yep okay you've got you have all the ingredients for the ultimate hype train and then the trailer came out during the sony event and i was just like what is this what am i what am i watching well,
2: i saw it and i was like why is why is it why is this on it sounds like a borderlands trailer is what it sounded like exactly and then it looked like like a serious game and i was like the disconnect
0: yeah it was very disconnected it did i don't understand what the heck happened and even then it was like from what they showed there wasn't visually a lot show, there. didn't show any loot. They didn't yeah. really show any gameplay. Like, they showed characters, like, doing, co- like, combos. Like, but, like, I was like, okay. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the big thing for me was also, what am I getting myself into? Like, is there a story? Is it just a free, you know, open exploration type deal? Like, are we climbing a tower like it's Sword Art Online? Like, I don't even know what the heck I'm supposed to do in this game. And you want me to buy a console to play? No, I can't.
2: Like, you're supposed to set expectations, and you didn't set anything. It just confused me.
0: Exactly. It confused me more than New Genesis being called PSO2. Like, I'm confused from that, but Godfall made me even more confused. In fact, Godfall's trailer actually pushed me away from getting a PS5, because I was like, okay, you were you were the chosen one. You were the whole reason why I was... Because I have no problem dropping... Hundreds of dollars for a console for just one game. I did it for Killer Instinct. <laughs> K.I. Yeah, I did it for Killer Instinct. I don't mind doing that for Godfall. And, yeah, no. Uh, I have rethought my purchasing plan for this for this holiday season.
2: Gearbox needs to, to to do something about their marketing and PR team.
0: They, Cause, uh, yeah. They're not doing good. They're not doing well at all. Um... But yeah, so that was Godfall. We already talked about it, but I just wanted to make sure I got my heat out there because, oh God, I hate I hated that so much. Um, the next thing that disappointed me was the Ubisoft Forward event, which was basically like um, their direct. I, it, what did they showcase? Because I didn't, I didn't even realize they did a thing. So, I mean, this was the event where they showed off stuff for Watch Dogs Legion and I was like, okay, all right, this is hype. You know, the Watch Dogs Legion stuff was hype for me, but they talked about Assassin's Creed Valhalla And they were like, quote, unquote, showing gameplay, but it wasn't gameplay. Uh, And I was just like, okay. Um, What else did they talk about? They talked about, what is the, Hyperscape? Was the the new uh, Battle Royale? And I'm like, okay, you know, Battlescape is cool and all. The, The thing about the forward that was disappointing isn't what they showed. It's the fact that there was nothing more like i think i talked in the group chat and i said that cuz i think you asked you were like w- did, w- did we miss anything and i was like it was basically the big 3 ubisoft games that we were all expecting assassins creed hyperscape watch dogs legion and oh uh what's it called no it wasn't ubisoft who showed this off yeah so it's like so they didn't showcase anything else or even like tease anything i oh god who No, that's not true. Far Cry, right? Far Cry is Ubisoft, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when they showed off uh, Far Cry 6. And uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly when they showed. Man, I'm not a Far Cry fan, obviously. That's why I don't remember it. But um, that's when they ended the show with the Far Cry 6 cinematic trailer. But again, I was like, okay, cool. Cinematic trailer. That's awesome. I watch those when I play video games. You know what I don't normally watch when I play a game? The actual gameplay that's happening because I'm experiencing it. Show me what I'm going to experience and not what I'm going to be watching. Like, I, I just can't. this If I had to describe the season of summer game reveals, it's telling, not showing. It's the opposite of show, don't tell. They're They're telling us what the game is and not showing us what we're going to be doing. And I've really been disappointed by that. Um the next thing, super easy, super simple, straight to the point. We still don't know how much these new consoles are gonna cost, and we don't know when they're coming out. And that's the thing that's disappointing me. Well, I mean, we know they're coming out this holiday season. We think we know that they're coming out this holiday season, based off of games, but we don't know. They could push it back. Delays are a thing. That's true but the thing for me i know we're going to august and we still
2: don't have any info on prices yeah and
0: i'm like august is the beginning of a hyper workflow this is where a lot of people are going to start working a lot more and like people need to save up exactly i would like to know how much i'm setting aside for this game console so that way i can put it in my nice little piggy bank but if i don't know how much your console is going to cost i'm not going to guess you know i'm not going to guess oh maybe it's 500 only to find out it's 600 i'm gonna be like screw it i'm just gonna buy a bunch of games for the switch so yeah the, the fact that we don't have a time frame like they could have just said holiday 2020 cool all right that works don't give me a month i just want a time frame but nothing so that was disappointing but i think above all all of the things that i have talked about today that have been disappointing the number one thing the thing that has made me disappointed this entire summer of looking for games that are going to make me give them money is, dude, where the heck are fighting games at? Like, there haven't been any fighting games showcased whatsoever, not even teasers. Like, fighting games, I think, are the only exception I will have to the tell but don't show rule where they show me cinematics but they don't tell me, like, you know, they don't show me what gameplay looks like. Dude, like, with all the debacle that happened with E3, or not E3, with Evo, and we said we're not going to talk about that, but with all the stuff that happened with Evo, the thing is, irregardless, this is the time where developers drop their game trailers for fighting games, whether it's new characters, updates, sequels, what have it, ports, anything fighting game related. Evo is the stage that we look for it for. This, which means that we're in, we're at the end of July, we're going into August. So even though we haven't, like,
2: we, ha- we haven't even gotten a character trailer for the new fighter in Dragon Ball Fighters.
0: Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started on that. Like it's, oh my gosh. It's ridiculous. Cause we've known forever that we were going to get master ultra instinct. And I'm like, that's cool. And when the trailer came out for MUI Goku, I was like, awesome. You know what they should do? They should tease the next character to come after him. Nothing. And the same problem happened with Min Min, where it's like, hey, Min Min's coming to Smash. That's awesome. Who's the next character that we need to anticipate? Nothing. They'd rather wait and surprise us the day of. And I'm like, I can't do this. Or like the week before. They'll wait the week before something happens and says, hey, here's this new character that's coming. And I'm like, really? Seriously. What happened to hype? Like, telling me, you know, even if Dragon Ball Fighter said, hey, Master Roshi is coming to Dragon Ball Fighters." next that would week be so hype it'd be hype but the thing for me is it's like you're giving me a week though to have to prepare time to play as a character that i may have been but then again it could be Rebri- uh Rebrianne. and then it's just like uh, great th- that'd be so disappointing right so let down. and that's my problem with it is the fact that you're putting me in this you're well they used to they put me in a place where it's like i had to question should i be hyped or should i not be hyped like wondering what's going to happen is not hype speculating based off of what we've seen is hype and that's the problem i think we have going on with the fighting community right now like it's just it's it's, i'm just irritated honestly i just want to hear something anything it doesn't even have to be marvel i just want to see something come out for a fighting game jesus arc system works show us the samurai dude that you premiered for guilty gear strive i just want to see my boy like yeah If there's the biggest disappointment for me, it's the fact that we've almost gone this entire summer and I've seen nothing fighting game related. Now, granted, we have about, what, five or six days. So we have about a week of July left. And then we're in August. And Evo is technically around this time frame. Like, I think Evo happens or was like originally supposed to happen next weekend. So I'm like holding out, kind of like with Francis with Gods and Monsters. I'm kind of being patient as much as I can. But like, I just, I don't know how much patience I have if we go into August and I still don't hear anything like heck power rangers told us exactly who the characters were getting for this new fighter pass was. And even though they haven't given you the name of the final character, if you're a power rangers fan, you know who it is, you know, it's Scorpina. So you're fine. We're good. But yeah, other games, nah, nothing. So nah, I'm very disappointed at that aspect. But you know what? That's okay, because I have Ghost of Tsushima. I'm about to platinum it next week. It's gonna make me feel really happy, and then I'm probably gonna question what the heck I'm gonna do with my life. And most likely, I'll just go back and play some Fantasy Star Online too. But that's my plan. Um, in fact, you know what? Before we go, I actually wanna ask this question. And we asked this question at the very beginning of the like summer gaming season of reveals and whatnot. And that's like your hope and after everything we've seen i kind of want to just quick fire like what's a game that you're hoping to see either get talked about or get revealed relatively soon francis do you have any idea of something um if they could
1: bring up gods and monsters again that'd be nice Mm -hmm. uh but uh, other than that not really
0: okay what about you santi
2: uh, I really just want more info on, on Godfall, really, because mm-hmm. I want I want my hype I want my hype back. Yeah. And then this is this is a complete like left field if they do anything with this, but like the Star Ocean franchise, mm-hmm. that like the last one was Integrity and Faithlessness, and that one was kind of eh. Like yeah. it was fun, but like it wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. So like I'd like to see them do something with that, but
0: I don't know if they will. Got you. Yeah, I think for me, it's pretty obvious what I want. I just want to see something fighting game related within hopefully the next week or two, Uh, even if it's a fighting game, I'm not going to play. I just with everything that's happening with the fighting game community right now, I just want to see something that can unite us, not divide us. That's all I want. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, But anyways, that has been our highlights and disappointments and uh, a little bit of our hopes for everything that's happening summer season game reveals uh i i would say that it's a very meh mediocre season nothing nothing to for for a reveal season i should say for a console reveal season it's been very disappointing actually if it was just a regular summer then it's like okay yeah this might be just normal but this is the summer of a new console generation and you've got people straight up just saying, I don't even think I want the next generation. Like, I think that's disappointing. But what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I, I can agree with that.
2: Um, yeah. So far, it's just like, there's something really that's like, like as much as I want to play, like, the new World game, like, uh, not enough to get a new, whole new console for it. Yeah. I mean, like, Bummer Cyberfunk is coming to the current gen consoles. so. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, it's like, uh, none of the games they've shown have, like, are really selling yeah. it to us. Like, even when they mentioned, like, you know, all the specs and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. We're not going to get into that, but, you know.
0: Eh? Yeah. Like, okay. even, even Cyberpunk, <laughs> which everyone keeps talking about how hyped they are for it. But I'm like, everyone talks about how hyped they are for Cyberpunk. But at the same time... It doesn't look like there's momentum with it. Like, it's, it feels like it's just one of those things where they're like, yeah, I'm excited for it. And that's about it. Like well, That's like, exactly
2: my attitude for it.
0: Yeah. it's And it's like, like I was hoping we would have more of like my reaction with FF7 Remake and Ghost of Tsushima. Where it's like, dang it, what? They coming out with a game? Yo, this is a game changer. Like, I was hoping we would see more games like that. But, you know? like what, what feels kind of weird for me is that what like just
2: like i'm not like super huge into like the, the cyberpunk community like i'm excited for it yeah and just but from but from what i've seen what i can tell people aren't excited for cyberpunk because it's cyberpunk it's because it's um the same developers that did witcher yeah it's the um oh, uh, cd project name right now
0: cd project red yeah. Yeah. They're they're excited, "Oh, it's the New City Project Red Game" instead of it like, "Oh, Cyberpunk." Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like with Assassin's Creed where it's just like, "Oh, it's just another Ubisoft game" versus "Oh, it's Assassin's Creed." Or for Assassin's Creed it's more like, "Oh, it's Vikings" and not "Oh, it's Assassin's Creed." Like that's what I feel like, yeah. Um whereas like with Ghost of Tsushima, people were like, "Wait, hold up. This is sucker punch." And it's Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, snap. Like there's just yeah i i mean we can't have all Ghost of Tsushima level a uh, level of reveal for games well i'm saying for individuals in their franchises that they love that are like mainstays oh, yeah like I, to give an analogy this season of summer game reveals has pretty much been us hopping on the hype train putting fuel into the engine but never actually leaving the station i think that's the only that's the issue like now you want you want about a hype reveal that goes to tsushima reveal last year exactly yeah like last year was the hype train chugging it was chugging away uh but yeah no i and, and could and you know the thing is it could be covid you know covid could have that major effect on the gaming industry and it could be a reason well, why it certainly has like
2: but like it certainly has but like in terms of like games getting delayed
0: and like stuff like that but like that's not really an excuse
2: for the kind of trailers that have are putting out
0: yeah or even for the the game the style of the game that you're developing and giving us so that's just a choice that's their choice mm-hmm. and it's a poor one but hey what do we know it's not like we develop video games or anything we just play them you know it's not like we're fans that will actually shill out money for the things that we really love but yeah, it's whatever we're just a bunch of gamers bunch of casual gamers or as francis put it disgusting yeah filthy putrid casual gamers (laughs) i'm still hurt by that i just want you to know (laughs) step aside phil i just i just want you to know that when i saw that on stream i'm still hurt from that that still scarred me (laughs) putrid oh my god (laughs) oh man but anyways this has been the gauntlet of gaming these hands are ready for everyone my name is malik impressive and i'm santiago and remember that no matter what happens in the gaming industry we all still have that one game that we love so much and if you're feeling like there's nothing good out there go find the game that you love go play it again and if you'll excuse me i'm probably gonna go play some ghost of Tsushima before we play monster hunter world but until then take care everyone bye bye